Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Hi, everyone out there in YouTube land. My name is John Crump. I am the state director for Gun Owners of America. I am also an investigative journalist. I keep an eye on the ATF, FBI, and all the agencies and organizations out there that want to violate your God-given and constitutional right to bear arms. I said it before, but your constitutional right is to be free of government harassment. Your God-given right is the actual right to bear arms. And before we get into today's guest, I want to thank our sponsors. First up is Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency on the market. And I hit the wrong button, of course. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And we cannot forget Black Swan Tactical, where you can buy my t-shirt line, Gorillas and Guns t-shirt line, Sandhill Shooters t-shirt line, and other t-shirt lines, including Flying Rich. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And finally, do you guys like audiobooks? I love audiobooks. Right now, I'm currently listening to Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson. She also does one on the true history of Area 51, talking about skunk skunk works and everything else like that. But audiobooks is great. I listen to audiobooks in my car and when I work and everything else. It allows me to continue my voracious appetite for reading without actually having to read I do still read, but, you know, when I'm in my car or whatnot, and I can't read because that would be dangerous and stupid. But with audiobooks, I can listen to it, and audio, audible.com is the best place on the planet to get audiobooks. I have a membership where I get three credits a month, and with those three credits, I can buy three audiobooks, and it's only like $15 a month, so it's pretty cheap. And you can get a free trial at audible.com by just clicking in the link that's being shared in the chat. All right, now that the plugs are out of the way, let me bring on my guest. By the way, I see Silverback out there. Stay strong, brother. I see Swamp Dog Armory, too. But let me bring on my guest. His name is Adam Rogers, and he is running for Ohio governor. So let's go ahead and bring him on and let's talk about his run. 
What is up, Adam? Not much. Doing well. Doing well? How's Ohio doing? Uh, about as good as it can be without constitutional carry in it right now. Yeah, wasn't there a constitutional carry bill that was introduced in Ohio? I know it had, like, no chance it of passing. Is. It's called HB 227. It was basically a mixture of that and a few other ones, and they're trying to get away with uh, repositioning it now because they know it's not going to pass as it stands because it has other stuff in there about, like, no duty to re- to notify and stuff like that. And they're trying to do that as a separate bill now, which is the smart way to do it anyway. And, yeah, it would basically just be Ohio would have constitutional carry, and I think it would actually expand our um, constitutional carry licenses as well when it comes to any weapon then. Yeah. Um, right now, Ohio is a shall-issue state, right, which means that they get um, – they have to issue a permit if someone applies for it and, yes. and eligible for a permit. Right? Yeah. Okay. So with that, is there any chance of the bill passing? Is there any chance of Mike DeWine not vetoing it? Because Mike DeWine, even though he's a Republican, doesn't seem to be too pro-gun. So I've actually talked to people about that with how Stand Your Ground was passed before the end of last General Assembly, or I should say right after our General Assembly uh, left for the year. And it was literally right around the time of our, uh, right before the new one was going to take office. DeWine signed, I should say signed, stand your ground into place on day 10 because he knew that the version he was signing was a less good version of what should have been signed into place. And because there were so many people that were grassroots pro 2A people that got in this General Assembly, that had he actually uh, vetoed this version of it, you would have had a much better version come around now and probably would be law right now. Yeah. Um, why is DeWine so anti-gun? I believe he's, I truly do believe he's bought and paid for Michael Bloomberg's dark money and so what it is. Because there's a lot of money there that's definitely, and if you look at Ohio in general, like I've realized in the last probably 18 months or so, and this is one of the reasons why I'm running for governor, is because I would say about at least a third, if not a, uh, maybe like even more than that, of Ohio's General Assembly is actually bought and paid for by Bloomberg's dark money. Yeah, Bloomberg, a lot of people say that Bloomberg buys off Democrats, but he also buys off a lot of Republicans. We see that in Florida as well. So, yeah, so that's not a good thing at all. And uh, his dark money is immense. He has an immense fortune. I was talking to someone and he said uh, G-Webs, and he was like, we need a a billionaire like Bloomberg on the pro gun side. So I need you to become a billionaire to fake and fund our pro gun stuff. I've actually thought about creating a political action committee just for not only Ohio, but nationwide just for constitutional people and gun rights people that want to run for office and just don't have the funds. Cause right now I'm doing this all grassroots. I don't have the funds myself to even currently right now uh, go and, technically file the paperwork because i don't have the money to actually do the filing fees yeah um for the filing fees how much is that i believe it's uh 50 but it could be 100 i I need to look into it again it's someplace in there so it's 50 to 100 which isn't uh a a bad number Uh, when's the deadline to file 
it would be, I believe, next February, I want to say. So I have a little bit of time right now. It's just... So it's 50 to $100 to file? And it's also, I believe, you have to have... 50, I want to say it's 50 to 100 signatures of whatever party you're running for, too, as well. All right. Well, I'll do this. Get the signatures, and I will, I, I will fund the, the 50 to $100. Sounds good. So now you not now you have the money to 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 file. The Black Fawn Media Group will front you the money. Or not front you money, give you the money, donate the money, whatever you want to say to file. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> what made you decide to run? Uh, this has actually been something that's been years in the making. I actually did a writing campaign back in 2018. Because I knew that at the time, like everybody that was on the ticket was not people that I supported, not people that I wanted to be in office. I knew I had no chance that was what it was because, again, writing candidates never really do anyway. And, yeah, this has basically been about three years in the making right now for a real run. And obviously I want to see Ohio become more constitutional, more pro-2A. I'd like to see us become a Second Amendment manufacturing state, honestly. That would be nice. Uh, can you explain what a Second Amendment manufacturing state is to the people who don't know? Guns, ammo, optics, everything across the board. So basically, what does that mean, though? Create gun companies, start making guns, make ammo components for ammo, start producing ammo, start making optics for pistols and rifles and everything else for that matter. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, what is your stance on the NFA? I think it should have been disbanded in, in 1934 when it was created. All right. So it should be disbanded. How do we do that? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many, like, ways what? to go about it. Like, I think, unfortunately, without, with the exception of just outright you know railing back against them being like no we're not going to pay these fees anymore like that's about the only way to get it done i think honestly and there's massive lawsuits maybe or something yep okay um here is something that i'm going to try for my users uh i have a um a a trivia question and the first person to put it in the chat you get to spell it right and everything. The first person to put it in the chat will win. I haven't, but the thing is, I haven't thought of the trivia question. <laughs> so I will think it up. I'm trying. I'm, I'm what I'm testing out is a uh, a contest bot type thing that will automatically do everything for me. <laughs> but it will be a ten dollar, actually. Uh, let's do a $25 gift certificate to Black Swan Tactical. And let me think of a good trivia question here. I was going to say, okay, let's just do this. Uh, Let me just try this here. And you can't spam. All right. So, $25 $25 gift certificate. What is my dream gun? Okay, now back to this. Let's see if this works here. Hopefully it does. 
for first person to name my dream gun. All right, getting back to the NFA. So you're not for the NFA. What gun laws are you for? The only thing I am for is anything that would actually target criminals. That is it. Nothing that would infringe upon people's constitutional rights to do anything else. All right. Swamp Dog Army wins a patch. I will give him the patch for some reason. It didn't seem like it. Uh... All right. I guess it actually did. All right. There you go. <laughs> I'll bring your uh, you a patch or something, Swamp Dog. All right. So that it looks like it actually works. All right. That's good. Okay. Uh, so targeting criminals, like, like what type of laws? When you took this, when you took this, I told you, well, I think you know, you've seen my show. I don't give softball questions, you know? Yeah. So I get what you're saying. explain to me what type of laws would target criminals that would stop uh, firearms? Like, like based, I'm not going to say firearms per se, but like stuff like felony murder rule. Like I'm for that kind of thing, honestly. What's the felony murder, murder rule? It's basically if you and some of your buddies go commit a crime and you or one of them dies in that crime, you can be tried with their murder then. All right, yeah. And that's in a lot of states already. Yeah, that's in a lot of states. That's in Virginia. And, uh, yeah, it's in a, in a lot of states. A lot of, pe- a lot of activists on the other side of the debate on that say that's not fair because you're punishing somebody for murder who actually didn't murder or, in- murder or kill anyone. There was no intent to murder anyone. Someone died, which is tragic, but they didn't die at their own hands. Because what the felony murder rule does, a lot of activists don't like it because let's say you um, and your buddy rob some, like someone and you guys split up and you're running and he falls off a cliff or get hit by a bus. I don't know, whatever you want to get. get catches COVID and dies on the street, whatever. Um, whatever it is, you know, get hit by a bus, run over by a train, whatever. They'll, they'll charge you for his murder even though that you weren't even with him, but you guys committed a crime together. So therefore, since he died in the process of that crime, you're being charged with murder, right? I, I guess on that one, but I think like from what I've heard, from what I've personally seen with a lot of it happening, it's usually during the actual commission, like somebody like, let's say, go ahead and say three guys break into a house or something like that. One of them gets shot by the homeowner. Like that's a lot of the stories I've seen. And that's when their buddies are tried with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think there should be any type of limitations? Like on, on like in the, the situation I gave you, there was actually a case in like California where someone, you know, they committed a crime and they were running from the scene and one of the guys got hit by a car and died. And they charged the other one with murder. Do you believe it should be that stringent or do you think it should be not no i think it should definitely be rounded a little bit better than that because i feel like that's just like sort of just pushing a little bit too far honestly like that's just them trying to try somebody with whatever they can at that point whereas i feel like if if you were actively committing a crime like a home invasion or something like that and yes you're you or your buddy get shot or whatever it is and you know unfortunately when you have have to lose your life like maybe you should be tried with that dude's you know death and stuff like that then because who's to say you weren't going to try to kill that homeowner honestly yeah, but isn't that like pre-crime a little bit? I mean, to an extent, but I mean, what else do we really have, honestly? Like, you could obviously hit him with like aggravated assault, maybe, or something like that. But I don't know; it's hard to say. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. I feel what you're saying, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here because the other side sometimes like to argue that those points. Uh, what is the process of declaring yourself a candidate for governor? Uh, as far as I can tell, it's pretty much, from what I did anyway, it was basically I created a website, put myself into the uh, Wikipedia thing, and that's where I'm at right now. There's some people that know who I am. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's basically just you know saying, hey, I'm going to run for this office, and then eventually it would be, if you file the paperwork and everything like that, you're obviously a declared governor or you're declared gubernatorial candidate or whatever the case be then. So I'm thinking about running for office just so I can get verified on Twitter and just dropping off once I get my blue check mark. <laughs> That's just me because they stopped doing it. But for politicians and someone's like, I said, I bet I can get a blue check mark. And someone's like, oh, no, you can't. They don't. They only do it. You know, they don't do it anymore. They don't verify people without find out they do verify politicians if they're a declared candidate. So, and then like, I'll bet you a hundred dollars. You can't do it. So I'm thinking about taking them up on that bet. But, but I think that might be a lot of work just to win a hundred dollars, but it is. So you're a gun rights activist. What have you done for gun rights? So my thing obviously said gun rights activist. I did not write that. I don't know who put that on the Wikipedia. I'm actually considering myself to be a constitutionalist and second amendment advocate. And I feel like there is a slight difference there. And the things I have done as an advocate, I actually helped co- co-create something called Ohio Patriot Network in November, 2010. We were, we were the first grassroots second amendment sanctuary in the state of Ohio to get Second Amendment Sanctuary here in Ohio. We specifically looked at Virginia and what happened in Virginia, and we didn't want that to happen here, and that's why we created our own thing, and it was literally a reactionary deal to what happened there. Then other groups came along, like Stark Stands United, which I'm also part of, and we've continued to do various rallies and different things and hold little events, but of course, you know, Corona shut everything down, and we've still done a couple things here and there, but not as much as we should be able to do in the past year. Yeah, that oh, we should be able to do more. I think things are opening back up, so we're going to be seeing a lot more 2A rallies. Uh, I was going to 2A rallies like almost every weekend before COVID hit, all the way through like July and February, we were having outdoor rallies. It was cold as hell. I'm like July to February, not July, January to February, we were still having rallies, uh, including... Uh, the uh, lobby day and other events, but it got really, really cold. Then COVID hit, and then we all know what happened there. Um, then everything got shut down. But um, I think that we're going to be seeing a lot more two-way rallies, and I plan on attending them. In fact, I got uh, my little wish list on Amazon. It's not a wish list for people to buy, but it's a wish list uh, for things that I, I'm going to get to try to live stream uh, events more efficiently once I, uh, you know, able to do it. And uh, one of the things I want to get is they got a, a live stream camera. It's really, really cool. Um, and it's like very high quality, like broadcast quality live stream. It's like 400 bucks, though. So. But um, I'm thinking about maybe uh, grabbing it and uh, 
and um, so I can live stream on it. It's the Mevo Start. I do. Well, this is the stuff I'm gonna get. Actually, I got that already. So boom, I can remove that one. If anybody's curious, this is the stuff I work off of. I make like an Amazon wish list and uh, just uh, keep things on there that I want to eventually get to help me do my live streams on location and other things and it's like stuff here too. Um, but yeah, so in Ohio, what is the other than guns? What are the major issues? For me personally, or just in general in Ohio, what do you see as the major issues in Ohio? Uh, I think fatherless homes are something nobody ever talks about. And I think that's something we need to address at this point in history. What's that? Fatherless homes. Okay. And that's actually one of the things I'm running on right now as well is to basically, if I would become governor, I would like to see a whole bunch of at-risk youth centers created to catch these kids and do mentorship programs with them that may not have fathers in their lives or, you know, even getting men to finally step up if they can be fathers and actually be fathers to their children and whatnot. So. All right. All right. Let's get back to suppressors. Um, space section wants to know your stance on suppressors, but since you want to get rid of the NFA, I guess you're for suppressors. All right. Mm-hmm. So would you want to pass a law that says Ohio um, jurisdictions cannot co- cooperate with the ATF on enforcing gun laws such as like a suppressor ban with without getting a tax stamp? Or do you think that they should still work with the ATF on some level? And what level would that be? Are you saying that to make Ohio like a freedom state for suppressors or? Yeah. Bundle out on for Okay. Yes, I would be totally for doing something like that to make us be able to have suppressors in the state. Would you do um, something like if like a local jurisdiction works with the ATF to bust someone for having a suppressor that they would have to um, pay a penalty or be charged with a crime or something like that? And what yes. would that be? Would it be penalty, crime? Uh, I would say honestly... Crime, probably, because you're directly infringing upon Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Right. So you consider yourself a constitutionalist more than a 2A person. Right? Yes. What are some of your other big two uh, uh, constitutional issues? I think tech censorship is a big issue, and that's also one of the things I'm going to be running on as well. I would like to make it so that any Ohioan, if I would become governor could actually sue big tech and have the full weight of the state behind them to do that lawsuit. Because I think it's, I've personally been censored myself more than a dozen times for various things for just having my speaking my mind about certain issues. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that these tech companies can be such monopolies that they can go around and just be like, Oh no, you have a 30 day ban now or something like that. All right. Uh, Slump dog. I'm going to send you your certificate. I'm going to do one more $25 giveaway pretty soon. But um, we, we'll get to that later. All right. So do you own guns currently? Yes. You own a lot of guns? A little bit of gun? One gun? Two gun? Uh, a few. 
a few. I, would, I would like to have more, but uh, again, I'm working poor, and it's one of those situations where it's like when I get the money, I will usually buy something, and unfortunately, everything what happened in the last year, I'm pretty much dirt poor right now, so. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it is. What's your day job? Uh, I used to be a Tupperware salesman until Corona hit, and that basically took my job out, and I'm currently unemployed and just doing this and hopefully going to win something here. I don't know. What's a Tupperware? Oh, you just sell Tupperware? Like the other door? Uh, or what, how do you... Uh, what have, yeah, what, it was what basically... Have, as a consultant, I would go around and do parties and stuff like that, and because of Corona, that basically killed that immediately. I was one of the first... Uh, casualties of that whole thing happening because of course people don't want you in their house when all this is going on and it's kind of hard to host parties and stuff like that and make money that way so what's your favorite gun that would humanize you for a texan what was that again what's your favorite gun uh that's a toughie honestly i mean there's a lot of a lot of awesome guns out there i'd say definitely an ar-15 of some kind some type of ar-15 you're not an AK probably, fan? Probably customized. I mean, it's it's a decent platform. I would personally prefer an AR, and it's mostly because of the ability to put, like, optics and scopes and stuff on it without having to do any kind of modifications to your, like, standard AK and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I, I'm a huge AR guy. I, I, I own 150 of them, probably more, at least 150. I don't know. I got to recount them, but at least 150. That's the last time I counted, it was 150 some. So, and I've got more since then. <laughs> so, I got a lot of ARs. I got like a whole room, and it's just ARs totally around it all. <laughs> um, so what, but uh, I, I went to a couple a like uh ak events um jeremy debman x-tech tactical president invited me out to a couple ak events and i I fell in love with the ak culture i want to say hi to joe drag channel member just giving joe drag the old wolverine stuff he is a channel member you can join the channel by clicking join below right so ever since that i got into um their actual AK culture, hanging out with the people from Lee Armory and stuff. It's a, it, it's, um, the culture brought me in more than the gun. Because if you hang out like an an AR event, it's like, I guess people with their, like, you know, their shooter shirts on and stuff like that. You go to an AK event, People are walking around like it's like a comic con, but for gun guys. You know, people are walking around dressed up as like Russian people and stuff. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I'm way too what? The? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I I relieve stress by building ARs. And once you start building ARs and replacing parts on ARs, then you one day you notice that you have enough parts to build another AR because <laughs> you replaced everything on an AR or a few ARs. All right, so Ohio, so 
let's get back to some of the issues going on in Ohio. How about immigration? What is your feeling on immigration? I believe that we need to have a, for sure, border wall. We need to have way less, way less illegal immigration in this country. I'm fine with legal immigration to a point. Yeah, my my, my wife my wife is a legal is an Italian citizen living in the United States. Just just throwing that out there. Just I just like bragging that I'm married to a Euro. Are right, you glad? So you're fine with legal immigration to a point. What what's that point? I don't think we can basically be the world for everybody else to come here. And I think at some point we just need to just cut it all off, honestly. Just have a moratorium of some kind and be like, hey, you know, we're just going to have a, have a sit down for a few decades. Let's, you know, have everybody actually acclimate and assimilate. Well, what do you say to people who say, how about whatever having to give they, us your poor? Actually- oh, you broke up there. Go ahead. Oh, the whole uh, Statue of Liberty thing. Yeah, give us your poor weekend. I've actually heard that that wasn't even written until I think it was JFK's administration. So that was never really the whole like melting pot thing was whatever it was like just created that whole reasoning. Uh, I I don't know if that's a if that's actually true or not. Um, I I'll, I'll have to fact check that. But um, maybe you're right. I I, I don't know. Um, uh, I I would I would have to find out. But um, uh, I, I I know at least at least goes back to it, it, it's way before Jacob. Um, it, it's way before um, before um, uh, JFK. Um, kind of Israel Zangwell has is like I think it's Israel Zangwell isn't that who said it first? I'm not sure offhand. I think it is. Oh, I'm gonna have to say. I'm going to have to uh, double check that. But he was like this uh, English guy. Um, who talked about the melting pots and everything else. And uh, he, he wrote a book called The Melting Pot in the early 1900s. So I know it's at least in there. And I'm not even sure if he was the first person that came up with that. Okay, some people would say they wouldn't have a problem with uh, um, an immigration shutdown, but not for a couple of decades. How would you, if you want to do that, let me ask you this. I don't know if you've thought about this. How would you deal with population decline? I would say, honestly, and I, I know we've had issues right now in America where we're not having birth rates what they should be, and I am a huge pro-life person. I'll say it like it is. I believe life starts at conception. And I feel like the real issue with America very much is Roe versus Wade in a lot of cases. 
Yeah, there is a court case going up in front of the Supreme Court about limitations on abortion. Um, and with that, we just got demonetized. Probably, <laughs> you say the A word, you get demonetized on YouTube. It's stupid. All right. Uh, okay, let's get into the Constitution a little bit. All right, we know that you support the Second Amendment. We talked about the First Amendment. The Third Amendment, I don't see that going to be being an issue anytime soon. You know, I don't think we're going to be quartering people in houses. How about the Fourth and Fifth Amendment, since they're kind of related? What do you think of I, stuff like civil forfeitures? I think any kind of civil asset forfeiture is absolute garbage. I think it's just the state trying to take your property for no reason other than they can say that they can. Yeah, if if you don't know, uh, Institute for Justice. What the hell? All right, this is interesting. All right, I'm going to be talking like this. The Institute for Justice wrote something about civil forfeitures. They always do stuff on civil forfeitures, and you got to check them out. Um, and basically, civil forfeitures is they can come in and seize your property without ever charging you with a crime. And they charge the money, so you'll see some like crazy stuff like uh the united states forced twenty five thousand dollars in cigarettes you know uh, armament and access is from pennsylvania uh, ohio i think and he wants to know what part of ohio are you in i'm in stark county just outside of canton where is that for people who don't know anything about ohio uh it's basically if you look at where um Cleveland is in Cuyahoga County. It's pretty much almost directly down from that, a few counties. And like off to the side, I think, a little bit. Okay, hold on for one second. Sorry. Ah. All right. Uh, tell people what your plan is for like other violations of like due process clause, like red flag laws. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally against red flag laws. Uh, actually, it was after Dayton in 2019, and this is one of them, also another reason why we, why I became part of a Second Amendment sanctuary movement was because Dayton, within three days of that, you had Democrats here trying to push not only red flag laws, but also universal background checks and everything else like that. And I was like, no, you're not doing that here because you're not going to infringe people's constitutional rights. You're not going to sit there and be able to try to screw people out of anything and have uh, abusive reporting, everything else like that. Because that's a big thing with red flag laws entirely is they are a hundred percent. So abusive. It's not even funny. I actually had a friend of uh, one of my neighbors who with Ohio, not having red flags, he almost got red flagged at a state level without it being that actual phrase. And it was the chick who red flagged him turned out that she was a nut job who was an ex of his. And she basically, the only reason that he didn't have his guns seized forever was because her story kept changing. And you ended up having the judge in that case be like, no, give that man back his firearms right now. This girl perjured herself. Arrest her. Really? Yeah. And that was like, I think, within the last year and a half or so that happened. Maybe two years ago. Because it was around 2019 when I heard about it the first time. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, very interesting. All right. For the people out there, 
the there for the next trivia question, right? Uh, there and for another twenty five dollar gift certificate to Blocks Lawn Tactical. Let's do this. What is Heller's first name from the Heller decision? All right. Okay, so back to running for what do you think your chances are of of winning the primary? Because you're running in a Republican, right? Yes. What's your chances of winning in the primary, do you think? So in the last probably four or five days now, I was actually talking to some people that have taught have they're tied into our political spec I want to say spectrum, obviously that's the best way to describe it. Um and they were talking to some ex uh, speaker pro tempes and stuff like that. And they were discussing how hard it's going to be to primary DeWine. And all of them basically came up with the same number. And that would be $30 million for me to come up with to primary DeWine, which if that be the case, I have absolutely no chance just financially on that one. That being said, if it's not about monetarily stuff, if it's just about, you know, getting grassroots support and everything else like that, I think I actually have a decent chance if I can get enough voter base behind me. Well, that's the whole thing, and you're going to try to combat that with grassroots uh, activism? Yes. All right. I mean, that that will work. Grassroots actually can work. I mean, it has worked in the past. We've seen it. We saw it in North Carolina with Mark Robinson. He wasn't the – he was a GOA-supported candidate. But he wasn't um, a uh, guy that we thought was going to. Um, I mean, I thought he was going to win, but a lot of people wrote him off because he was grassroots. He wasn't didn't have support of the establishment and everything else, and he used a guerrilla tactic and got in there and won. You know. Like, if you ever heard of guerrilla marketing, he used a guerrilla campaigning where he just got his face out there, talked to people, or actually a human. And he was able to break through that barrier. Um, so you said $30 million. Have you started fundraising? I've been trying to. I actually currently have a t-shirt shop that I just created a couple of days ago that has a couple different designs on it. It's at uh, bonfire.com. Bonfire. Rogers for Governor. What is what it? Rogers for Governor. On bon, Rogers for Governor. That's your mm-hmm. website? No, it's on the it's on the website. It's bonfire.com slash Rogers for Governor. Okay. Let me bring that up. Let's go take a look at that. Uh, Armor in an Axis, you win. You win, my friend. That is awesome. And for some reason, it didn't do it. Okay. Armin and Axis beat you, but it says Steph, Stephen Crumbly won. But you didn't win. You got second. I don't know why. Um, I'll send you a patch, uh, Stefan. Hit me up on Instagram at realjohncrump. And I will get you a patch out, or you can email info at crumpy.com. I'll get you a patch out and arm in an access. You win the $25 gift certificate. I don't 
All right, so my program doesn't work totally. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So, um, let's go ahead and bring up bonfire.com. So, it's just bonfire.com? Rogers yeah, for I governor. Slash Rogers for governor. It's all, it should all be one word. All spell like four, like not the number four, right? Yeah, it'd be F-O-R. All right. Some dumb people do it the opposite way. All right. Let me get you in here. Oh, okay. I misspelled your name. Sorry. Not related to Steve, are you? No. You know who Steve Rogers is? Yeah, Captain America. Ah, saying Rogers for governor, right? Yeah. Let me see. Maybe something going on here. No, I it did. It's not coming up for me. Hmm. I I don't know if I have armor and access. You're gonna. Uh, I will hit me up on Instagram, and I will send you um or Facebook, and I'll send you a code to use. But no, it's not coming up. Can you bring it up on your side? Yeah, I'm trying to see if it'll pop up right now or not. Rogers for governor. Yeah, I don't. I'll have to look into it a little bit later. I, I, there's at least one shirt design that, if you do the dashes, it's one of my shirts. But uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not coming up right now. I did. I did the campaigns this morning onto that side, so I don't know if it's just me not having the ability. To, like, I, I'll have to look into it a little bit later. Then if that be the case, and make sure I can get it up there, and then I'll, if nothing else, I'll just leave a, a link into this uh, show later or something with it on there. Okay. All right, we, a Tupperware channel. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, a Tupperware, you have a Tupperware channel? Uh, no, that's my, uh, YouTube channel. It's called The Men of Tupperware. Oh. All right. Um, all right. I, okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to send a couple. Um, Stefan reached out to me. He's, <laughs> he kept on sending it. But it kept on being held because of uh, the word, because of the name Dick. <laughs> so I, I'm I'll hook you up with, um. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I'll hook you up uh, with with a um with a gift certificate for Black Swan Tactical. <laughs> Black Swan Tactical. Sorry about that. Yeah. So uh, with the. Supreme Court decision yesterday that says the police cannot enter your house with a warrant to seize your firearms. What do you make of that Supreme Court decision? I think it was an excellent win. I think it was a case precedent, and I think it's time to do the exact same thing with red flag laws. I do. I mean, I think it's a, it's, it doesn't per se get rid of red flag laws, but it just does lean in that direction. Um, I did a video on it where where I was like, no, it it doesn't. Um, okay, I got 
address this in a second, but uh, where it doesn't affect red flag laws per se directly, but indirectly it could have some effect on it. And Space Texan says his sister is the biggest Marvel nerd that you'll that that you'll ever meet, and I respectfully um, I respect respectfully uh, disagree with Space Texan. That would be me. I can tell you the history of almost every superhero from Moon Knight to a Swamp Thing. You know, you like Marvel movies? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, I'm not like I've never gotten like whole hog into the universe and stuff like that. And I know what they're bringing out more recently is when they went like the whole SJW route and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of that. Any of that, honestly. So, yeah, but Loki series looks looks like it's fire, man. Yeah, I've seen a couple trailers for it. I thought it looked pretty good. I, I was actually somewhat of a fan of uh, Captain America and Winter Soldier, but of course they did some backdoor like wokeness in that, and I was like, eh, get that out of here, man. Yeah, I like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. I, I've been a Guardians of the Galaxy fan forever. Um, and the whole Nova Corps with Nova and everything. No, they didn't show Nova. Mm-hmm. So I was big into that. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a uh, a big thing. The Infinity Gauntlet was like my favorite arc. Uh, maybe Secret Wars might be a little bit um, a little bit different. The reason why I like Secret Wars is because uh, you know Deadpool, right? Yeah, I'm gonna geek out on you a little bit here. And the comic book, because there's a comic book where where the the what was the Cree? No, the the scroll were invading Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So Deadpool shows up. And a mascot uniform is like shooting them. They're trying to kill him and he's not dying. He's like, I just wanted to show you that, you know, I'm indestructible and you should clone me. So like they they're like, Oh, we're gonna make a super scroll with Deadpool because you know, he, he can't die and he can heal and he has all these amazing abilities. But he's also insane. So they clone their army, right? And the leader of the scroll is giving the speech to, the, to all their clones. And then one of the clones pulls out a gun and shoots the other one in the head. And they all start killing each other. And, and he's like, what's going on? And Deadpool's like, maybe I should have told you that I'm kind of insane. And then because he has, he has like cancer all over his body and his healing factor um, is so powerful that the cancer actually slows it down a little bit so he doesn't explode because the cells are just replicating and explode and then all the Deadpool start exploding everywhere and it was basically his way of stopping the invasion there's like ship by you know getting cloned and they have all these clones running around who are insane and blowing up <laughs> and, and killing all the other scroll on the ship it, it's just a funny it's a funny arc yeah, that sounds pretty crazy. Because he's, like, he's like all insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's one of my favorite arcs there, but I I, mean, I don't know if they ever do that scene because it's kind of insane. But now that they're bringing Deadpool into the MCU, it's going to be kind of cool to see how they do that. And especially Deadpool, you know, when he you know crosses over to a different universe, all his fourth wall breaking commentary. Yeah, for sure. Like when they were dragging him away to go see Professor X, and he's like, well, "Is it going to be Jean Mac- Jane, James McAvoy, or is it going to be uh, Patrick Stewart?" I'm so confused. Because yeah. <laughs> the actors that play. I don't know. Deadpool's cool. I like Ryan Reynolds. He just uh, came out with another uh, video today about a show that he was doing. He bought a soccer club and and uh, soccer club in Wales. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Have you got a chance to check out that uh, Jupiter's Legacy show? Yet? Oh, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I just finished up this morning, and I was like, wow. Like, this is what a lot of these other ones should have been. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with, you know, how they they struggle. You know, the superheroes, but they struggle because, you know, they're trying to struggle with this idea because the original superhero put out this idea, idea of no killing and no getting involved in politics, and he basically is like a for lack of a better word, a dictator over all the other superheroes. You know, they everyone has to go by their role because they have something called the union, which is like a union of superheroes. And uh, a lot of times, the bad guys don't play by the same roles. The supervillains will kill you, whatnot. So it's interesting to see, you know, because they all hold this code so high. And it's a it's a great it's a great show. Um, it was kind of predictable though. Like, yeah, to some extent. The first episode, I knew exactly. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it for anyone. But people should check it out. Um, it's not a regular superhero show, and it's not. The boys either. It's not what it's not. I guess you can say it's kind of dark, but not like DC type of dark. It's like dark where, you know, these people have their own problems and you can see what their problems are. And the, and you know, a lot of them didn't ask. And like the, the kids of the superheroes who else have superpowers, how they struggle with, um, you know, being super powered. Like one of the kids is of a superhero. You know, she basically tore off the whole superhero thing of just doing modeling, and she's like, you know, drug addict and everything else because she grew up under, you know, these. I guess these, you know, to try to live up to, you know, her mom and her mom and dad who are these superhero guys. That's really cool. Uh, and I did cut, I did catch the, and then Deadpool to slow your roll Thanos. 
because uh, um, Josh Berlin plays Thanos, and he also plays Cable. So Deadpool looks at Cable and goes, "Slow your old Thanos." Oh, great. Okay. All right, man. Um, we've been on for almost an hour. I'm going to start wrapping up the show. I want to thank everyone out there who has supported me. I I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. If you like what I do here, you can do it. Uh, you can go there and you can join the Patreon army. You can hit that join button below. You can do super chats. You can do all that stuff. But just know I appreciate you all. Like, comment, subscribe. That's the best thing that you could do is like, comment, and subscribing. You got this is the only episode of this week, by the way. Because I got to meet with a lawyer. I'm suing someone. Not over gun issues. Over um, someone screwing up contracting damn contractors and then i will be going to iv88 i leave on friday and i will be back on uh sunday and i i got a place reserved i'll be doing um some stuff out there with wu-tang clan and some other people and with that said i'm going to kick it over to my friend adam rogers good luck in the in the race so you can give us the final word. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, it's either going to be June, June or probably mid-July. I'm actually going to be trying to do a rally here in Stark County. I don't know if it'll be a Second Amendment rally or if it'll just be a rally for my governor's run. Uh, where's Stark County at? Uh, it's, like I said, it's right pretty much in the middle of Ohio. If you look at where Cuyahoga County is, which is where uh, Cleveland is, it's like almost right down and then off to the side so it's it was in between cleveland and cincinnati yeah it's or no it's it would actually be if that is cleveland up here this would be columbus down here and it's like off to the side over here so it's right by um columbiana county i have and, like, no idea dude. And a bunch of other ones like that yeah i know it, it, you have to look at an actual map of ohio to figure out where it's at yeah so. i have no idea i'm down here in the um belly of the beefs right outside washington dc yeah we're closer to pennsylvania than we are to anything else like i think it's about an hour or so drive like in that direction would be pennsylvania borderline or whatever i gotcha i gotcha good luck on your candidacy give everyone your website yeah it's uh it's actually a google sites it's just Rogers for if you just type in Rogers for Governor in Google, it should pop up. And are you taking donations or just the t-shirt sales? Uh, if anybody wants to do donations, right now I'm actually looking for a campaign manager. I haven't found one yet. I'm also looking for a lieutenant governor currently because I the guy I was supposed to be having a lieutenant governor sort of dropped off the grid, and I'm looking for a replacement right now. So, right. Uh, apparently, you're not too far from Kurt from the VSO channel. You know that guy looks like my brother-in-law. I like my not my brother-in-law. I guess he's married to my niece. So my niece, is, I don't know. I guess he would be my nephew. They look identical, which is kind of freaky to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, three likes. Well, what can you do, right, guys? Whatever. Um, 
Yeah, so I will be live streaming. I'll be hanging out with Silver Bully, Jordan Stein. I'll be meeting up with 2AEDU. I'll be meeting up with Jared. I'll be meeting up from, from Guns and Gadgets, of course. Hank Strange, and I'll, I'll be hanging out a little bit. Uh, Flying Rich. We're going to be having a, uh, a good old time. And I will get your certificates if you want a certificate out in a little bit. And with that said, we are out of here. You've been watching Fireside Chats with John Crump, a Black Swan Media Group production. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Tune in every week for a conversation with the difference makers in the world.